That's part of this. Part of the reason I, I kind of brought this one up is um, I want to hear what what your thoughts are on some of these things as we go through it. And uh, I'm going to share. Let's see. Share screen. Screen three. No, screen two. Here we go. Okay. We got Okay, the, you can see that. Yeah. So this is just a silly little drawing and it was it was a, a way to break down um uh, maybe I'll come over to this. 
I mean, no, no, because I'm already sharing it here. I just wanted to be it, so I was looking more at the camera. That's okay. Um, It's just a silly little drawing I made because I found myself reading. uh, I've been listening to and reading 2 Corinthians quite a bit. Excuse me. And I noticed that in chapter 1, I was checking out. And... Um, so I purposed to sit down and say, all right, on chapter one, I'm not going to check out. I'm just going to go through it word by word. And this is what came out of that time. And I've, um, I've just been thinking about it a lot. And there's, there's a, a, there are a few things that came through this that I was really thankful to see and and I'm thankful that now when I think of Second Corinthians chapter one, I don't just mentally kind of have a little blank spot. It's it, but it's it it has a lot of meaning, and um and so it's converted. It's converted from being not not anything that I understood to something that I that I actually value quite a bit right now. And I just wanted to share that with you. So uh, let's go ahead, and we're just gonna go through the first. 14 verses, I think. I think it's, yeah, first 14 verses. And I do read from the ESV, uh, but I'll just go ahead and uh, I'll just start reading. <clears throat> and then we'll, we'll go look at what it says. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is wanting to share some things with the church in Corinth, and he and he's sending these words with with his blessing and a blessing on them. Okay. Verse three: Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer our hope for you is unshaken for we know that as you share in our sufferings you will also share in our comfort all right a lot of a lot of the use of the word comfort there and we'll just pause and talk through it so verse three i want to highlight let me get i need this little thing to go away Hey, uh, Teams, your little banner is in my way. Okay, how about we just make it small? All right. So the first thing in verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. What do you hear 
What do you hear when you see Father of mercies and God of all comfort? What comes to mind? Don't everybody talk at once. <laughs> is this, is when you think of God, do you, is the first thing that pops in your head, Father of mercies? We'll start with a yes or no question. Well, he's merciful and compassionate and all those things towards us. That's my first thought is love. God is love. If I try to say the first thought. My thought was that if there's going to be any real comfort in our lives that are lasting and meaningful, it is going to have to come by a spiritual means, mm -hmm. not according to lifting ourselves up uh, and doing the work of, that only God can do in us. First thing I thought about was the fact that he loved us so much that he sent the comforter to us, the person that is who is our comforter. Mm. That was the first thing mm. that popped into my mind. Okay. Yeah. The something that, that I, I'm noticing is that he's the father of all mercies, which we tend to think of Christ in that one. And being the God of all comfort. Kind of like what Alice just said. He, they sent the Comforter, which was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and without that, without that mercy, if God did not bestow on us that mercy, we wouldn't even be able to have that relationship. It's because He's a merciful God, or the Comfort, or the Comfort. Yeah. Mm hmm. And we've talked. On uh, one of the one of the little talks I had here before, we we broke down mercy and we compared and contrast mercy mm -hmm. with sacrifice. Yes. Um, and we find sacrifice easier and more tangible, but mercy, uh, uh, just to put it like to totally trivialize it, is is more meaningful. Mercy is is harder, like for us. To and probably for us to experience mercy it's harder for me but it's where it's really where the the life of the body comes into play is is when mercy is is given and and received and that and the source of of that is god he shows mercy to us and then what we're going to start to see as as these verses break down is how that translates to our relationship with one another in the church, our relationship perhaps with people outside of the church and our relationship with God. But he's the source of all of these, kind of the source and the recipient of, of these things. Okay, thanks for the feedback there. So this is, this is how Paul, <clears throat> in this moment, characterized God. He said he's the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> well, blessed be the God of the Father, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, speaking to his character 
and the God of all comfort. All comfort. What does it mean? What is comfort? We have to to deal with this word. It's used like 87 times here. What's (laughs) comfort all about? Well, we want to think about comfort as feeling good, you know, in our bodies or whatever. And I just feel like a lot of times when you have friends that, like, I want to be healed, I want to feel comfortable again, sometimes God says no to that, and you can be comforted in your struggle, in your pain, to know that this hope that he gives us and the love that he gives us, even in our affliction, there's a comfort there to know this isn't going to be the end result, that it's just temporary. This is short, and his word is a comfort and a salve to a weary, in pain person. Hmm. If you feel like it's dragging on and dragging on, but it's not going to be forever. And Miss Betty just showed us that. <laughs> just showed us that. It just life is temporary, even though it goes it seems like it goes on and on and on. But God is a comfort in his word and he is the word and he is good. But anyway, that was my little So you're on. thinking so so there's a there's a couple layers of comfort. <clears throat> the initial layer that first comes to mind is our physical comfort. Warm yeah. seventy two degrees, yeah. low humidity. <clears throat> plenty of <laughs> <Yeah>. money <laughs> all right just whatever whatever makes us feel feel good but what you said goes like like dismisses that almost and goes well beyond comfort on a, in a on a different playing field mm-hmm. well so, was, so many people that asked me when they're when my kids were all two of them were going in the military and their one child was going in the military my cousin asked me, how are you do this? It's so awful. It's going to be, she's going to Germany and I can't, I can't do this. But, you know, I told her and it didn't help her. She's like, that helps me. No, none at all. I said, the comfort is, is Jesus has them and they're, they're, um, he's flung out into the world and they're carrying the light. And they're light bearers for Christ. And how can I be angry that God sent them there so that they can be a light in that area of the world? Even though I can't hold them and I can't love on them and I miss them dearly, I know they're being used there. And one day, my hope and my comfort is we're all going to be together. And I can cuddle all over when I get there, when I get to that point. But right now, I can't have my grandchildren, and I can't be with them, but it's a comfort to know this is short-lived. This is not forever. But anyway, that was my little take. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Catherine. Anybody else have any thoughts on comfort? Yeah. um, The thing that's coming to my mind is a knowing or a knowledge is the comfort. Okay. Say a little bit more about that. Spiritual peace and joy. Um, you know, we're, we, God reveals somewhat 
uh, our future to us in generalities in, in 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 what we read in the word we we know what our future is to hold uh, he doesn't hold back he says we're going to suffer we should mm -hmm. take comfort in in knowing that he is in charge that's the knowing i guess i'm talking about okay um the knowledge that he loves me and he um uh, is in charge of, of my future. And, uh, so that's, I, again, that's kind of that knowledge, the knowing of, of, um, who God is and, and, and how he is and, and all the rest and what he tells us he's going to do for those who believe in his son. His purposes are greater than ours <clears throat> and whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, we know that it's not our purposes that matter. It's his. Yep. So, so that comfort comes from us knowing that there's light at the end of that tunnel and it's God and he's doing something for his glory. Is that, did I kind of catch the drift? Yes. Okay. Um, Andy. Um, I think there's a level deeper than, okay. there's many things hopefully, that we know about God. And we can look in the future and see that God's going to do thus and so. And, uh, you know, present suffering is uh, just temporary. But beyond that, what I think God does in every case where he blesses us. It's no different uh, from being saved or uh, it's no different from being able to walk in, in his holiness. It is something that he does as a work of power. Uh, only he uh, can push through all the things that we might be comforted by, which are, which are good, but get down to that very point of how we believe and how we feel inside. It won't make any sense, maybe to anyone else, but it is a work of God and God alone in our hearts. Anybody else have any thoughts on comfort? I kind of as, as Dave was sharing the work of God, I realized that this is good. This, this is I I feel like when we gather, we should I I like to reflect on who is God because everything else flows from that. All the other things that we learn and realize are if if we can if we can study him and his character, a lot of other things just kind of make sense. They just fall into place. So it's worth examining 
what does it mean? The father of mercies, the God of all comfort. And what does that really mean? Like, what is what was intended when the Holy Spirit led Paul to write this down? What is it that he meant for us to hear? We hear what we want to hear. I hear what I want to hear probably 80% of the time. Um, but what was what did God want us to hear? I think that that's important. So if again, if you circle back to this and you just just pipe in because this is probably the most important part of the whole study this morning right here is who is God? What is his character? And if if you have any more thoughts that lead us back here, please just bring them up as we go. I'm going to move on into the next verse, verse four, who comforts, so God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. Okay, so that's this arrow. So I, I drew, uh, as, as we see, as we see these verses develop, we're going to kind of see two groups and maybe a third. So I, I, I grew, I drew the, um, us, I guess, is Paul. Let's just think right now the us is – I don't know who the us are, and I kind of want to open that up to you guys. Um, but he says, who comforts us in all our affliction. So is it Paul and Timothy? Is it more? Um, is it the church? Is it the church in Corinth when he says us? Who are the us? But we'll get there. Um, but that's this, this box on the left is us, the us in these verses. And, um, and then if I keep going in verse four, he says, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Okay. So there's another circle of this. There's this other group of people and both groups are feeling affliction. One group is comforted by God. And their comfort from God translates to them being able to comfort this other group. So there's a that's kind of the, the flow of this. And so that's their their affliction, our the, the our affliction and others' affliction. And um, so there's there's two specific groups here. There's us in the verses being afflicted and others being afflicted. That's what these two circles are. Okay. So I'll, I'll open it up. Um, we can talk about the direction of the comfort, how the comfort passes. And I think it's a, it's an interesting thing to look at, but also who, who is being discussed? Who's us and who are the others? What are your thoughts here? Believers and coming believers. We are, we are comforters to those that will believe. But all believers can only be comforted by Christ. But we can show others the comfort that Christ has given us to those that will be believers. I thought. Is okay. that correct, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> Andy. Andy. Yeah. My, my thought is, is that we first have to recognize that the us, who is obviously one that has comfort, that that comfort, well, how did he receive that comfort or the us, how did they receive the comfort, you know, by faith, trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, where it, that's 
that spiritual comfort that they have then can be shared with others, which would be anyone, another believer or an unbeliever, because I know that I share at work with unbelievers and with the believer and can give them comfort when I'm trusting in the Lord to share that. So it's a, it's a reflection of Christ in me to that other person, saved or unsaved, to express who God is to me, through me, which is him, which does make a circle. Because he's glorified by that, by that. Yes. That's true. Okay, thank you. Any group, so it could be anybody, believers um, coming, uh, uh, believers who haven't per perhaps yielded yet or, or uh, um, agreed with God and what he, in the work that he's doing. And then maybe people who, who aren't giving God a whole lot of thought and are just suffering and he uses he uses his people to, I guess, bring comfort to them. Any other thoughts on this? Who the us are? Well, Who I the... would say for this, this progressive work where God begins to comfort in one, then it can possibly lead to many. But there must be the one. Uh, mm. If no one is comforted, then the whole church will suffer. That's right. Yeah, I kept going back to Ephesians uh, 4 and thinking about the uh, what the purpose of the body was in, in that, because sometimes you're a believer, just the, somebody within the body just doesn't have it in them. They need that other person to build them up to comfort them mm -hmm. so they can actually see the hope. That's right. There's always, there's always need for that. And sometimes it's just a matter of sharing or picking up the phone. I know that my mother is a comforter to me many times when I'm greatly afflicted and I call and she encourages me, not with her love for me, but for her love through Christ mm -hmm. to give me hope. Mm. and encouragement and guidance scripturally so there there's a relational aspect here of the body um sharing this comfort and it has to it has to start with one that's a good that's a good point i'm going to keep going um, and if you have if anybody has you know more thoughts or your brain's kind of running on an idea, it's okay. We can go backwards. Let's let's keep going here. Um, so with the, that was verse four, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So he he kind of sends it forward. <laughs> he says we we are comforted in in all our affliction. God comforts us in all our affliction. We may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So that's the whole thing there. That's that path. Verse 5, for as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, 
So through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. So now he starts to bring in um, we, this us, this group of us is sharing abundantly in Christ's sufferings. And he's comparing that to how much it's like, it's like, it's almost like we're supposed to better understand how much comfort we have when we can look at how much suffering, how much sharing in the, in the suffering of Christ. You say they're like, we're, it's almost like understand that more easily than understanding the comfort side. Is it easier? Is it easier to understand suffering than it is to understand comfort? Is it easier to understand or is he just relating for as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering? So through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. Can anybody break that down? Can you, can you break down that verse as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering? So through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. Is Dave Bentley talking? No, um, David. Yeah. Young David. David. Young David. Oh, is he talking locally or is? It... We haven't heard him. Okay. I see him talking, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably having trouble with his audio, <laughs> which is typical. Uh, is the sufferings of Christ there? The, the death uh, it may be Can, uh, uh, there's it, any suffering any suffering we tend to to zero in and make uh, the center of all of it our suffering um, and as long as we are doing that, we are probably not helpful to anyone else. Uh, and this is amplified by our, uh, by the modern day church in that God the idea is that God exists for us so that we won't suffer. And one of the things that I've tried to, to uh, make others know is that uh, suffering for the Christian life is something that is the norm not the exception. Uh, and uh, if, if we grow in Christ, then, uh, you know, the idea, dead men don't suffer. Uh, dead men uh, are past that. We are crucified. Christ. We have already suffered in Christ. And going forward, we are suffering, filling up 
Paul makes it clear that we go forward from the point of salvation, clear through the whole ordeal to the end, that we are going to fill up the sufferings of Jesus Christ. The suffering of Christ is not over because he suffers with the church. And mm -hmm. we uh, understand that and do not turn away. But in, uh, look at that suffering for what it is and know that our soul and spirit uh, is uh, existing on another plane than the flesh. David. Yeah. David, you talk can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, there, we got, we got you. you, David. Well, you, you, you know, everybody seems to have a different opinion on the. I, I think the comfort. I mean, for one thing, he, the Lord sent the Comforter for us, and and without without the Holy Spirit, we it's. I feel as though it's absolutely impossible for us to have comfort in this world as a non-believer. And I think it's very possible for the non or for the believer to, even though they have that, it's it starts with us and what we believe, and if we're walking according to the spirit and not of walking according to the spirit. So I, I I feel as though that that us sharing that comfort with others, it has to do with the church and not and not the world itself. And I yeah. feel like everybody has yeah. different opinions on that. I think but, we all agree I, with that. But with that. They, they, if only us as being saved can have the fruit of the spirit. And I, you know, my daughter's, you know, Belle here said that, that it seems like non-believers flock to her. And I think she can give them words of encouragement. But as far as the comfort, even though you're in a struggle, they can't have that belief that he's going to get us through it because it's not in them. They can't obtain that comfort. They want it, but can't obtain it. That is correct. I agree with everything you said. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. Um Yep, go ahead. So, so abundantly, we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings. So through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. Let's go to verse six. Andy, if we are, yeah. Um, can I say something? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> the um the way that the um, King James reads is for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us. So our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And what I got from this was because of Christ dying on the cross for us, our consolation is believing and trusting in him for what he did for us on the cross, the death, the resurrection. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's a better, I, I like, I prefer that how you just put it. I think that, I think that resonates more. It, it seems there's this, um, the consolation is, um, I don't know, equivalent or, or greater through the sufferings. Right. Okay, let, let me keep going and, and I'll go to six. I, I, I can switch over to King James here. Um, <clears throat> and that just won't, it won't match all the, all the words. But, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is, for your consolation and salvation. Okay, I'll switch over to ESV for my sake. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, (laughs) which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Okay, so this is a little bit of a this this one kind of got me, and I, I want to see, is, is there more, am I making too much of this or not? <clears throat> but this is where I drew this thing for the purpose of, so why? Like, why are we, this group of us, Paul and Timothy, or the church, I think we're, I think we're starting to agree that this bubble on the left is, is God's people, or, or those who walk in his spirit and have the yes. life of Christ in them. Yes, yes. So when when this group, the 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 one true church, when when they suffer, or when they are comforted, it says for the purpose of we are. Whether whether, if we're afflicted, it's for your comfort and salvation. This arrow here, for the so. Our affliction and our comfort is for the purpose of others experiencing maybe and and this other group is this mix this mix of maybe cultural christians or um judaized christians or um or jews or non-believers or uh i don't i don't know like this 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 other group of of just the, the mix of the culture around them that's inherited all kinds of belief systems um, but the church's experience is for the purpose of the other's experience, experiencing God's comfort and salvation by way of his church. So how this is the experience of the church and the response of the church interacting with the world around them is a way for that world around them to begin to experience God. They experience God vicariously through his church. And now there's this bridge, this bridging that's happening of God through his church connecting with those who may be his church. And I I find that um encouraging i think i i find that to be a, a powerful thought is to say 
because I wonder how does you know what well, how does God use me? How does God use his church? Well, this is just one concrete example here where he's saying, I am working through your comfort and your affliction to connect with the world. Mm-hmm. There's a purpose here. And it's and it's not about you, church. You're saved. This is what <clears throat> Pastor Day was already saying. We've gone through that. A dead man doesn't suffer. We are raised in Christ to a new life. Our approach, our our how we resolve our experience is different now that now that we are in Christ, and and um, and what was it? Is your, your is it Bella? Bella's uh, David's daughter, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, I think what she was saying is other people are can't resolve that as well. They the people outside of the church can't resolve their experience in the way that that the church can. And um, at, at least on paper, we can, um, is if we understand. So, so that that's what I see here is is that there's this there's this bridging of experience, and we experience God in an extremely meaningful way, but the world doesn't. And if we, the purpose of our experience is to is to share that with the world. What what are you? What do you guys see in that? And do, do you think, agree or disagree? I think Paul goes ahead in um, chapter three, I think, and tells us that we are the epistles of Christ. <laughs> yes, and I, I was and thinking I, the same. Yeah, I know when uh, Dave and I were uh, first came to know Christ as our savior, the man and woman that led us to Christ was emphasize that tremendously and that we were the ambassadors for Christ in a world that needed Christ. Uh, they were great evangelists, this couple was. And, um, but I've never forgotten what really does that look like, that we're an epistle, that we're the only thing that some people in the world and even people in our church sees is the reality of Christ in our lives. And whether we're sharing comfort or we're just living before them, it is a testimony uh, to, to uh, the glory of Jesus for what he's done in our lives individually. So. so what you're saying is as ambassadors of Christ, it's not just our words to them uh, and our, 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 our evangelistic endeavors to those people but it's it's our experience that we share with them and that they witness and and, right. uh, and relate absolutely. to absolutely the, yes the, you touched on this briefly a moment ago uh, for number one the church primarily exists not to reach the world although that's part of are what we do, that's evangelism. And he gave certain ones uh, particularly to do that. However, if the members supposedly of a living organism, which would be the church, if we do not take consider our uh, uh, take seriously that that is God's plan mm-hmm. for the church to 
be the center of this kind of work. Uh, and we think that we can exist alone, apart from the church, uh, you know, skipping meetings and uh, uh, keeping one foot in the world while we attempt to fulfill uh, uh, this great privilege, then those folks who don't see the church for what it is, they uh, have missed uh, the, the very core of why they have been saved and brought into a oneness together in each other uh, for the ministry uh, to the saints, uh, according to Ephesians 4, that we all come together in the fullness of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the body needs the body. We need each That's other. Right. Yes. We need each other. Yes. We we do err if we think that uh, that is uh, something that uh, we can divorce ourselves from and uh, have some loose. Uh, communication or communion with the body. I tell you, it starts and ends with the body. Mm. Okay, let's go into verse seven. Um, our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. There is a, this is just a truth here. You can't be comforted if you aren't suffering. That's right. That's right. We can't experience the father of mercies if we don't need mercy. Mm-hmm. And we can't experience the God of all comfort if we aren't suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and Andy, I think we should understand that Second Corinthians, uh, probably above all of the books, lets us know the degree to which Paul and his uh, <laughs> people were close to him, how they suffered. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. one point here, he tells us that they despaired even of being alive. Uh, It was horrendous, uh, but Christ was up to it, and therefore he could preach this truth, having been through that kind of suffering. Mm -hmm. Let's read it. It's, It's the next verse. So the... For we do not want you to be ignorant, 
brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. So he's going into a, 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 an actual case here. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Mm -hmm. They thought they were going to die. Utterly burdened beyond our strength. We were yeah. exhausted. I think that's the... That's another way of saying we were exhausted and we were as good as dead. Yes. We were done. It was, I mean, in their, in their mind, they were done. I am so <laughs> sorry, but what in reality do we see in regard to members of the church finding a way to be rested in themselves apart from the comfort that we are referring to. And the answer is we find that people look for comfort uh, and distraction in the way uh, they order their lives, yeah. where they put themselves, uh, and they are making a great mistake in that. May the Lord bring us to him for our comfort. Yes. yes. And exchange our, exchange my habits and my yeah. flesh the things that i've learned and the things that i feel are valuable to bring me comfort that are not that's they right. are imposters that's right well, you, you know there's that he is our comfort i'll say it quickly when the going gets tough the tough go shopping <laughs> Yeah. Oh, now you're meddling <laughs> well i i just think it's interesting that i cross-referenced the word uh steadfast and confidence over to uh hebrews uh 3 uh 12 take heed mm -hmm. brethren lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living god yes but exhort one another daily while it is called today let any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin excuse lest me lest yeah. any of you be mm -hmm. hardened for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Yes, this gets down to the way we live our lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It does. Going to keep going to get through this little passage. Um, so we despaired of life itself into verse 9 indeed. We felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that what had a purpose. That was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Mm -hmm. So there was a this, a, a even greater purpose. It's to rely on God who raises the mm -hmm. dead. Going back to his power, his character, 
what yeah. he does. He's the source of all of these things. Verse 10, he delivered us from such a deadly peril. Yes. And he will deliver us. Consider what he says there. Hmm. Deadly peril sounds pretty serious. <laughs> yes. So there's a purpose. The purpose. What is it? This is this is in re, this is a real statement by Paul about a real experience. Yeah. But it, it's also, and that's the primary thing that he's saying. But but it's also when you look at it, you just look at it, you go, this is a metaphor. Also, this is this is an example of christ's work in us this is how he yes. builds his church i have to come to the end of andy yes <laughs> i have to God, you have no. to yes. i have to figure out that there is nothing i can bring to this table that's gonna mm -hmm. improve my experience i have this is a death sentence i i'm done i'm exhausted i'm checking out this is it i'm there's what else can i bring to the table and then Okay, God says, now you're ready for me. Now I can yes. talk to you. That's yeah. right. Yes, Lord. Mm. <clears throat> I'll keep going on him. We have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Any thoughts on that? On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. I guess in the King James, I'm going to see it so I can see what you're seeing. <clears throat> ye also helping, no, who delivered us. Ye also helping together. Oh, look at that. The verses are different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Verse 10, who delivered us oh, yeah. from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet that he will yet, yet. deliver yeah. us. I love the yet. Yeah. <laughs> yet. He's the great deliverer. Uh, uh, another he verse that's so, <laughs> of so many, uh, uh, Paul says, I know whom I have believed. And I am, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. He is, he will. Okay, this is an important point because I'll try to say this succinctly. He is working. He is yes. transforming us and he is drawing, he is relating us back to him. And he's saying, I know you keep going shopping every time it's getting tough. Yes. But I am I'm perpetually causing you to dislike that behavior. That's right. And I trust in that. I walk in that. I even I don't can I mean I feel condemn condemnation. I feel conviction when I 
reach to a worldly comfort when I'm suffering and when I'm struggling, but I also do receive that comfort in faith that I know that he says, I'm not going to let you continue doing that. I am, I am doing a work in you and I am powerful. And there's Andy, there's going to be a day when you're not going to reach for that thing anymore and you're going to detest it and you're going to hate it. And that is going to translate to others experience as well. So don't lose hope. That's right. That always happen, uh, happens uh, to those who are perfect. Let them uh, have the same thoughts. Let us, let us mind the same thing. The idea uh, that uh, what you have just said will happen is the perfection that comes before the reality of the change. Mm -hmm. It's as good as done. It's as good as done. Yes. We just haven't fully realized it yet. But I tell you, if if we do not have that perfect mind, uh, as Paul had, you know, who said, I press towards the mark of the prize of God, uh, God's high calling in Christ Jesus. If that is not uh, in us, then we're in trouble, Andy. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to finish. We're going to, we're going to get to the end of this. So we have set our hope that he will deliver us again, or yet he will yet deliver us. Verse 11, you also must help us by prayer. Yeah. And I, 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 that little phrase, for a, for a guy like me, that little phrase carried a lot of weight in this passage. It really spoke to me, and I'll explain it in a second, but you also must help us by prayer. So that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. So this is where I'm going to start to draw. I'm going to highlight this is where a lot of the other, a lot of these other sections go. So this is another group. The the recipients of the letters here are saying, I need you to pray. I need you to pray and pray for us. And that, why, why do we pray so that many will give thanks on our behalf? Mm -hmm. So this is, there's a lot of giving thanks here through, through the prayer. What is that? How does that, like, what, how does this work? What does this mean? It means that when I see God do something in you that's one thing but when i have been praying for you that god does something that's a whole nother level yeah i i will be on my face god i can't believe you actually did that i have been praying for this i have been holding up this person and now i see i've seen a change 
And I know that it's you. I know that it wasn't me. But look, now I get to rejoice. I get to share in it. It's almost like when we're praying for somebody, we're on a treasure hunt. We're just in a field looking for looking for my lost wedding ring that fell off in the middle of the woods. And every day I'm out there just searching and searching and searching. And I find it. Like, wow. It's like I didn't do anything, but I just I just got to participate in the whole situation. And now I'm now I'm having joy. It's not my prayer that caused this person to experience salvation and transformation, but I got to share in it. Yes. We engage in it. Yes. Yeah. And that is, so if that, that is, I, um, it's a, it's a weakness that I have and I'm, and I'm, I'm busy and I'm distracted and I'm very focused on what's right in front of me. And it's a lot of times it's good things. It's relationships, it's family, it's people, it's my animals, it's my work. It's, it's, you know, being a, a good steward of, of what I've got in front of me, yes. changing oil, right? I'm, I'm focused and I'm doing things on the daily that need to get done, but I'm not, I'm not always praying for others and, and, and considering what, what's going on in their life and how, you know, asking the Lord to, to give them freedom from bondage or, yeah. um, move them into a place of reliance on him in, in, a, in a greater way. And so I, and I, and sometimes, and I always, maybe I'm too logical, but I, I just, I'm like, I, I need motivation to do that. Like, I need to know why I'm doing that. And I'm saying, well, God, you're going to do it anyway. Just go ahead and do it. Like, I know you're, I know you're working on that person. Uh, please work on that person. Now I'm going to go try to un, undo this bolt again. so i trust him and i do i do trust that he's doing the work in others but but like do i go before him and and plead on that person's behalf he wants me to and paul what paul says here you also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. He, he works through it. He works. If we all sit here and pray for something, we're going to see something. Yes. And he, he ordained that as part of the work of the church, which is indispensable. And it's something I don't always understand or realize, but it's yeah, and there. I think- I think that we need to think too, that a lot of times when we think about prayer, maybe somebody doesn't actually have a particular issue that you know what it is that you pray for, but just praying for individual people that the will of the Lord be done in their life, whether or not you know what their issue is or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I feel like I make an excuse for not praying for somebody because I don't know what their issue is. Mm -hmm. Um, So but that we just pray fervently for each other, whether or not we know what their need is or not. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just we thought. know, we know, we know one thing. We do know, we know that we all share in the same need, and that's yeah, it's that we rely on ourselves. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And we can also empathize with somebody where we can say, "Hey, I know you're relying on yourself." I. I, I know that experience yes. and, and there's a greater experience available. 
Yes, and and I can share do. with you mine. So we can empathize with others when we pray for them. By thinking about them, we're, we're empathizing with them. And the next time we see them, it's different. If I just trust God to deal with your thing, then the next time I see you, like it might be kind of like a weak connection. But if I've been pleading with God to deal with your thing, then the next time I see you, I'm going to be looking intently at you saying, has God dealt with your thing? Yeah. Like it's it's just a there's yeah. just a strength yeah. of connection. Yeah. That's that we learn how to ask for prayer too. That's true, Jill. That's true. Again, yeah, relying Paul, on us. Paul recognized it that he needed that prayer. Uh I wonder if he realized that. Yeah. I think he did. He knew it. He knew he needed the prayers and he and he he coveted the prayers of the Corinthians that he had so much going. This this preamble to the letter to to the church in Corinth was so deep. There was so much tension in Paul as he was writing this because he's like, I love you. I want to see you, but I can't see you. And if you heard what I actually had to say to you, it would cause you so much pain that we would actually not even be able to fellowship with each other very well. So I'm just going to write you a letter. You have such mixed feelings about me, and but I need your prayers, and I need you to know the love of God, but yet there's this tension between us. And yeah. there, there's just so much. And he's like, I need you. I want to have that fellowship with you. Yes. Um, there, there's a lot going on. And, and, he, and, he, and he cracks that open and continues to develop that throughout Second Corinthians. And, and I'm not going to continue to read the, these last few verses. I'll, but I'll just say that the, the word boast here is, is uh, in verse 14. Um, and it's you know, it's different translations may have a different word, but it's, it is, it is, I basically view the way I, I interpret this is there's testimony that comes out of this. So there's, there's affliction, there's comfort, there's, there's a coming to an end of ourselves. There's a realization that, that God is the true, um, uh, redeemer or, 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 uh, comforter and and life giver through all and then we experience we we share that experience with others because we know how much we suffer then we pray for others to also be comforted in their suffering because we can empathize with them and then through all of that thanks goes back to god and there's boasting and the boasting is the testimony the boasting is the testifying the sharing I can't help but say, look what he has done. Yes. Look, there, I, am, I am new. I am transformed. I have had an experience that I could not have produced on my own. Yes. And you're a part of that experience. And look what God has done. And if you don't believe me, talk to them because they've had the same experience. And there, there's a, it's, we, we think boasting, we think of it in, in, in negative terms of pride and look at me, but that's not what's intended here in this. It's, it's a, I can't help but, but share, share this strength of experience with others. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's that next layer of where well, there's, there's this direct connection between these people 
but out of all of that comes testimony to to the greater the greater expanded world and then you can and, and then you break, start breaking that into pockets and it happens over and over and these smaller connections happen and it and it just grows and expands so that that's it that um thank you for your for the discussion and i i just wanted to share um i think that in the, there's so much sort of i call it a knot these this first section of chapter one it's a knot and i felt like it needed to be untied and there's there's some really good stuff in here uh, yeah. that that i was i was glossing over mm -hmm. but this is a great section to explain right. the body the workings of the body and the, and yeah. the connection of the body with christ and god and the connection of the church with the world yes thank you so much andy yeah um i'll ask mark if he would uh play a final song for us and then i'm going to ask jill if she would close in prayer so mark this is actually uh, the song that Betty asked for on Tuesday. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is the light, my.
commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of men could ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the cliffs of Christ I stand till he returns or calls me Thank you for this piece of scripture, Lord. Lord, I just, I, I give you such great praise and, and honor. And all that on our minds, each of us, um, that Miss Betty wasn't here to chime in with her sweet voice, always given my heart such such a smile and her love for you <coughs> may it be Lord that each of us within this church and with, with all those that trust in you Lord that we come to understand the oneness of our minds and our hearts that, that we are all each connected by the beautiful comforter that came to live within yes. us Lord that we might see things and, and know things and understand and, and exercise mm -hmm. who we are in that Lord and the sufferings of this world may we come to recognize they're, they're nothing they're just they're just a moment, but let it be that they be used, Lord, to bring us <coughs> the conformity of that that you would have. I ask, Lord, that you would watch over um, my dad as he gives the service for Miss Betty. Mm -hmm. May it be, Lord, that, that the room and the atmosphere there be so filled with your spirit, Lord, that there will be those that would be touched and comforted or recognize that comfort so that they might come to see you, Lord. Um, her children that she she loved. Yes. So Lord, not may it be that maybe they would recognize something that they happened before mm -hmm. because their mother's with you. They want mm -hmm. to see her again, Lord God. And I pray for Catherine's stomach that you would touch her mm -hmm. and, and heal her, her hurt, Lord. Mm -hmm. So I just, I give you all, all thanks and glory this day, Lord God. I just love you. I look forward mm -hmm. to you coming. I look forward to seeing you in the clouds. <laughs> and I, I stand on the ground that you've overcome this world. We might have tribulation, but yet, Lord, you've overcome and we are overcomers. Yes. Yeah. By faith. Yes. Amen. Uh, amen. Amen. Uh, good seeing all of you this morning. Thank you for joining with us. Thank you very much, Andy, for that mm -hmm. inspiring message. Uh, I imagine that 
uh, we all profited greatly. Uh, um, 